0: From Phoenix to London, from L.A. to around the world, this is The Ticket, all sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man, your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, it, do it, better, faster,
1: stronger,
2: yes, that's right, work it, work it, work it, you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man, fan man, fan man it's good to be back to be talking a little football and there's a lot of football. They actually played some games. Uh, the Hall of Fame game. Did you get a chance to see that?
0: No, I missed that. I was hanging out in Beverly Hills. It was a, a it was, deal. well.
2: Let Let me just say this. It was it was a very good played football game. I had every intention in the world of being there. A couple things, of uh, course, came up that allowed that, that did not allow for me to make it. Of course, it was played there in that great Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. You know, that's actually my high school football field they play that game on? Is, that,
0: is that, Really? Is that, They play the game on, on, on your high school football field? That's the really pro, cool.
2: The Pro Football Hall of Fame wow. happens to be on the campus of what I believe is one of the greatest high schools in the country, not just for their sports, but also for... Their academia, and that is Canton McKinley High School. Canton McKinley High School. Yeah, that's exactly forget. right. It's right there. There's, there's an Olympic-style uh, swimming uh, arena that we have, too. In fact, they had an Olympic trials there one year. And, of course, uh, you know, there are baseball facilities there. There is a basketball facility that's there. Uh, it's it's just a great facility. It, it seems it's like probably, a very
0: special place.
2: It, it it really is. It's probably as nice as as any small Especially college because you any, went there. any junior college. Well, you know, I happen You're to special. be junior. Beg your pardon. You're special. Uh, watch the way you say that, fan man? Uh, I've been married a long time now. <laughs> but anyway, no, that hey, game. That hey, game won the game. That well, uh, well, you know the uh, the Redskins won the game, and uh, you know the Redskins. To me, the Redskins look very, very. Good. And I'll well, tell see, you. See, I told
0: you that two weeks ago. Remember, I said the Redskins might be the team that the NFC or the NFL has to watch out for.
2: Well, you're right. You said that. And let me I tell you what that. I was mostly impressed with the Redskins their quarterbacks. I yeah. mean, every quarterback looked extremely well, but but people should not be surprised that they looked good. And the reason why is they have a new head coach. Yep. Okay? Yep. A new head coach. But a new head coach, Jim Zorn, was a very good quarterback in the National Football League for a very long time. And if he's going to come in, he's going to be the head coach, but also the quarterback coach, it doesn't surprise me that they well, look see, so See, the, the way I look at it,
0: you know, Vaughn coming into D.C. and playing the way that the Redskins played on Sunday night or the other night, whatever night it was, I always go back to the Cardinals, and they got this coach from Pittsburgh, but you don't see the Cardinals playing like that. You don't see that type of the camaraderie with with the Cardinals that you saw with the Redskins.
2: Well, it's 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 a preseason game. I don't yeah, want to get I, too over. Even in preseason, older. they
0: look so smooth, like you just said. I didn't even see the game. I'm just going by what you said. That they, they looked really good. And when you say that, you're a former NFL player. You can see everything that's moving and and at, at a at a different level than I can. And you're saying they look pretty good.
2: Well, they did look good, and I, and I believe, no, I'm, I'm going to say this also. When we saw the Cardinals in preseason last year, we, we thought that, that Wiz did a pretty good job. They looked pretty good in preseason as well, but I, I'm saying in particular the position because the position uh, is so important, and, and, and it starts, you know, with the head man, and this head man happens to be a former quarterback who is now not only the head coach but is also the quarterback coach, and, and, and he, he's instilled this West Coast offense, and I think you're going to see big things out of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, just right. from what I, I saw. two weeks
0: ago. I, I thought that the Redskins were going to be a team to be dealt with.
2: Yeah, they, they really are, and, I, you know, uh, the Redskins look good. I'm going to tell you who else looked good, too. Those, those guys that were inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really honored to say that, you know, that I competed, you know, against three of those guys. Well, for you got story, Fred, you know. Fred,
0: Fred. Dean was one of them. Fred Dean. Daryl Green was another one. That's of them. That's exactly right. Art Monk was another one. That's of them.
2: exactly right.
0: Uh, Emmett Thomas wasn't.
2: No, Emmett. No, no. no Emmett and is, and uh, Andre,
0: Tri- a triplet. Uh, and I, I'm up, sorry. sorry.
2: and I also played against Zimmerman as well.
0: And Zimmerman too. I, I don't remember Zimmerman.
2: Oh yeah, no, he was a he was a very very good offensive lineman, and he and he talked about the fact that you know when he finally got to Denver uh that you know he had a coach there and and, and I got to give this guy all the credit in the world you know his name is Alex Gibbs and it's not because he was a coach at the Ohio State University Oh,
0: the Ohio State But University. let me
2: tell you something no Denver Broncos have been known to have great offensive lines I mean John Elway is in the Hall of Fame because, of because he had a great offensive line and they not only were good pass protectors but they were great run blockers too and uh, and Alex Gibbs is uh, the man to be uh credited with you know, creating the great line, offensive line, which protected uh, John Elway for uh, so many years. And uh, so I, I wanna, I'm going to tip my hat to somebody who was a Bronco. And, and uh, I even think the Broncos are going to have a good... I didn't think play. you
0: would ever say that.
2: No, I, you know, it's hard to say. It I really I is hard to is. say. But, you know, what? also I want to tell you, man, we're going to have a good friend who's going to join us uh, on the show, too. We have a lot uh, of friends. Which friend is this? Uh, well, a, a good friend who is going to be joining us, and perhaps maybe be joining us here on the Voice America Network. He, he's one of the the, the top uh, country western singers out here as an independent artist. Uh, Mitchell John may be joining us, and uh, Mitchell's ba- Mitchell's an old basketball player. He liked to play a little basketball, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, an avid sports fan, and uh, he's going to join us and uh, talk a little bit. Hey, listen, I want to know if Mitchell's ready for some football because it's it's, it's that time of the year. And uh, certainly, I hope he is. There's a lot going on in football too, man. We're going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk there's, about. There's a
0: lot of things going on in football.
2: Yeah, there is. What about you know? I was going to talk about this this incident too for a second. I got to. I want to give a little that? bit of time. So
0: many incidents. We to start with A, B, C, and D. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but here's what I want to do before I go into it. I'm going to talk a little bit because there was a little roughing up. Uh, Steve Smith, you know, Carolina wide receiver, He actually got into you know a scuffle with a DB. But I I believe. Uh, you know, Mitchell is holding, and of course, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Mr. Farb. So, uh, uh, Mitchell, are you there?
3: I'm here. Hey, how you doing there? Good. How are you doing, Ray? Hey, Ray, hey Mitchell, that? fan man. How you doing, fan man?
0: Good, hanging in there. How you doing?
3: Hey, uh, Mi- you know, I'm uh, I'm about ready to blow my top here. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, sports is uh, it's a dying dying thing. I'm telling you.
2: Oh come on, Mitchell! It's not dying, man. Why is it, it is it dying? It, because I, I believe it. Now you got to tell me if this is right, true. Well, let him
0: speak, there, Ray. Let him you, say what he has to say. What, what, yeah, what, I why, believe. Why, 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 do you, why do you say it's dying, Mitchell?
3: Well, it's dying because uh, we just uh, we're watching probably the last great uh, uh, athletes uh, on the football field being treated like I just uh, you know I I'm, I'm embarrassed to have uh, called myself a Packer fan for. Thirty years, uh, and and to to be a part of an organization where the town owns the team, and to let this Ted Thompson come in here and and do what he's done to uh, well, you got to admit one of the one of the probably the four greatest players to ever play the game is uh, real real disheartening to, to to the world of sports.
0: Well, you know what, uh, Mitchell, we've been talking about the Brett Favre mess and uh, the Packers and the Shenders and and, you know, the the, the the team is owned by the shareholders. I mean, and, you know, I, I'm on NFL.com right now looking at what they've been saying, and, and basically, uh, you know, the guy drove away, and they're in training camp, and they haven't resolved anything. And, and you know, they're treating this guy. I, I don't know if this is a PR uh, deal.
3: Yeah, no, actually, I think there's a trade going down right now. I, I think or... you're
0: right. I think there is a trade going down right now. Yeah. Uh, I think I, you know what they don't. They you know they're they're saying certain things in here like uh, you know it, it probably just uh, let me get the quote here. I'll I'll just read it on the air. Favre said he doesn't have a problem with competing with Rogers for the starting job and can truly understand why McCarthy would make Rogers the starter. But Favre also said a competition probably isn't going to work, and that the problem is that there's been a lot of damage done, and I can't forget it.
3: Well look so and, let, and let's be honest, you know, uh I'm sorry, uh, you know, but Rogers is uh uh he's throwing thirty six passes in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And even put him in the same uh uh paragraph with Brett is an insult. And you know, it's it, it's the pros. It, it's it's uh, this is uh it's like uh when we were uh, involved uh with our uh hat club business and Danny Ainge came in and became a partner with us and I got to spend about four years around the Celtics, and then the, uh, and then actually the Phoenix Suns when Barkley was down there. It, this is a business, and you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers Aaron has no right to that job. Uh, if Brett Favre um, wants to come back and and take it, well, see, because, this goes, uh,
0: hey, Mitchell, this goes all the way back to January, and there, you know, me and Ray have debated this with other you know people that have called in guests. I mean, the... Did the Green Bay Packers tell Brett Favre, you know what, you're done, hang up your cleats, you're out of here, goodbye, see you later? Or did Brett Favre turn around and say, you know what, I'm done, I'm retiring, I I've, I've, you know, I just can't I do it no was, more?
3: Uh, no, I think he was pressured into to, by Ted Thompson to get an answer before the draft. I, you know, I, I, I think Brett just, I don't think Brett can say anything but the way it is. I don't think he can make stuff up. And I think what he said, is what happened. And like he said, you know, a guy at his age, uh, in, in pro sports and uh, kind of even in what I do for a living, I mean, there's a time every, uh, during the year when you, you, you think you want to hang it up and you're tired and you, you know, you, you've either done a tour or you, you've finished the season, whatever mm. it is. And you, you, you know, you don't know if you want to come back and go through all the stuff you got to go well, you through know you again. know what's
0: funny about what you're saying here uh you know he was officially reinstated he was restored to the team's active roster on Monday and then he entered Monday's night meeting uh, McCarthy was focused on trying to figure out whether farb was was 100 percent committed to playing again well why would Favre go through all that all that BS and he's not he's not committed to play again
2: hey hey looks like we got some music that means we got to take a break uh, you' listen to rail and sports on the Voice America network with our special co-host fan man the number one co-host in the world and we got a special guest with us mitchell john he'll be right back and we'll be right back after this
0: message the fans now have a voice to speak their mind
4: no holds barred
5: I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. 2.8
3: 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out
0: of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Rail and sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. And that's what you're listening to. We have our special guest with us, Mitchell John. And uh, Mitchell, we, you, know, you and Fan Man were having a good conversation there, but I, let me just chime in and let me just say this. you know, When it comes to to Brett and, and Brett putting his heart out, you know, Brett is one of those people, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. I mean, you can see it the way he communicates. You can see it the way he plays. I remember seeing Brett Farb in in that interview where he announced his retirement. Now, here's what happens a lot of times at the end of the season the coach will bring you in and he will he will have discussions with individual players and management will also have some discussions with players as well I'm sure what they wanted to know from Brett is Brett you know we've been through this a couple times tell us exactly where what are you feeling what are you feeling today and what's what's the percentage of chances of you coming back and I'm sure after the season that's the worst time to have a conversation with a player who's been beat up banged up put in some extra time just to get his body ready. Emotionally, he's drained. And Brett probably, they probably said, we'd like to know, Brett. Now, I also believe Brett told them he was going to retire. But I also believe that they also told Brett that in the event that he changed his mind, that he would be welcome to come back to this team. And the reason why I believe that is because of the fact that Brett said that there's been too much damage that's been done And, you know, he can't forget. There's a lot of damage that's been done, and he can't forget it. Now, what would the damage be? He hasn't been on the field. Nobody's hit him. He hasn't been hurt. He isn't hurt. He's probably in the best shape he's been in the past couple years. But it's reputational damage. It's the way he's been painted to the media, which he has no control over. And now he's like the spoiled kid, and everybody thinks Brett wants to take his ball and go home. But the football players, guys, let me say this. Football players. I'm sorry, but anybody who watched ESPN the other day and you saw the Packers, that little little scrimmage that they had, I'm sorry. I was not impressed with Aaron Rodgers. And he was not even playing against the two best cornerbacks that they have on the field. I wasn't impressed with them. Mitchell, did you see that? What did you think? Yeah,
3: I did. And, um, you know, to go back just one thing, uh, Ray, you're also talking about uh, a guy that uh, started every football game he ever played. Uh, it's not just your regular, normal football player. You're talking about, well, you, you, there's no one like him and probably never will be again. This is a guy that started every single game he played in the NFL in a row. And, and, and Ted Thompson, purposely, see, Ted Thompson is a guy, he, this is what's wrong with sports today is that you get these guys in there with these egos, like Ted Thompson. Look, at Mike McCartney is, is a good coach, but he's not a 13-3 and three coach with that football team last year unless he's got Brett Favre. I can count on my hands five football games last year that Green Bay doesn't win unless Favre pulls it out in the last five minutes of the game. They were not as good as everyone thought they were And I think they're going to be rudely awakened without Brett to find out just how tough it's going to be because he won at least five ball games last year. And the year before that, when he brought him to 500, the last four games of the year, I don't think people remember just how phenomenal he was in those last four games. And he had nothing to play for, except the good thing that he's, I I think, what just... uh, kind of like the old story that the Sports Illustrated guy wrote. Huck Finn died today.
2: Mm.
3: No mm. more Huck Finn in football.
2: Well, let me ask you something. How, how, do you, how do you remedy that? What do they do? What do they do oh, to you, make that right?
3: You can't. I think, I think you, what you've done is you've injured, you've injured the kid in him. Ted Thompson has successfully
4: <laughs> done
3: what he's wanted to do. He's, 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 um, see, Brett Favre plays with his heart. And he's done that, and that's what we all fell in love with. And these uh, blogs that you're reading and these votes and stuff, you can't take any of those polls. I mean, they're from all over the country. you got Minnesota Vikings fans right now. I mean, you can't get enough Minnesota Vikings fans in there voting saying Green Bay doesn't want him anymore, <laughs> you know, because Minnesota wants him.
0: Well, um, Mitchell, you know, you know what? The damage has been done here. It's emotional damage.
3: Oh, it is. It's, and, and, it's and, and, total. It's to-
0: go
3: ahead i'm sorry yeah. well it, it, it's emotional but it's more important than that it's 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 he has always um played like a kid i'm not saying he's a kid but he's always played the game he, he enjoyed the game like we always wanted to play the game right. like we always envisioned it and that's where ted Thompson went he he attacked his character You know, he he really did a a masterful job of it, and I think that as as the years go by here in two or three years, we're going to find out that uh, Ted Thompson... See, everyone thinks that Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson have done all these great things. Well, what really happened the last three years in the North is that the North got weak, Green Bay still had Brett Favre, and the packers kind of had this little resurgence the packers are not going to be any kind of a dominant team without Brett Favre at quarterback
2: well you got to have you got to have you got to have a very good quarterback to win in the national football league there's no doubt about it and i just do not believe that Aaron Thompson is uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers of the answer as a matter of fact even in the interviews when you see him on TV and I continue to point this out he just looks like he's you know a deer in the headlights I don't think he's comfortable with what's happening at all and forget the distraction part I don't I don't buy that at all when I go on the football field there's there's hundreds of thousands of people you know all over the country watching you on TV there's 60 yep. 70,000 people in the stands you hear noise people throwing stuff at you Forget distractions. And the Washington Redskins even throw bags at the quarterback as he's backpelling going back. Forget hey. distractions. Play football. And Aaron Rodgers is not the answer to this team, and they're going to find out.
3: Well, and I, and I, and I hope for, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to be a fan uh, this year of wherever uh, Brett goes because I, 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 I hope he goes and plays. He's not going to take that deal that they're trying to buy him off on. Um, I think, I hope he gets his wish. I hope that he holds out and makes them release him. Um, I, I hope he does go to the Vikings.
0: Let me say something here. Wouldn't that be cool if he went to the Vikings and the Vikings were in the Super Bowl?
3: Wouldn't that be great? Well, well God, you know listen. what? The Vikings are one move away from being in the Super Bowl uh, Them or the <laughs> Cowboys, and that's getting Brett Favre behind center. And they, they truly are. Uh, see, that's the difference. The Vikings are truly uh, a team with just a piece missing. Mm -hmm. Where the the Packers, I mean, you know, you had a wily old veteran that kind of kept, I mean, think about last year, think about the games they won and how they won them. And, you know, we're getting all this, oh, Mike McCartney won more games in the first two years than Vince Lombardi did, and, you know, and, and we're hearing all this stuff back and forth about how great it is in Green Bay. You know, it's going to get awful quiet and awful lonely in Green Bay in about a week when this all blows over. Well, you know,
0: Mitchell, you know what? When you're working for a company and you know that you are not wanted in the company anymore, you know what that feeling's like. You've been there, you know, we've all been there. And that's, I think, what Brett Farr feels like right now. You know, he's not not wanted.
3: Especially when you were the company.
0: Right. He, He is the company. Yeah, right, you're right. You're 100% right. He's the guy, like you said, those five games they should have lost. In the last five minutes, Farb brings them back and right. wins the games and almost gets, almost beats the Giants, and it was just, you know, a couple bad plays. But he,
3: he did more than that, though, so over his 16 years. Right. What Brett Farb did was he gave kids like our kids and, and young kids just a glimpse of what it must have been like to have been a kid growing up in the 50s Watching the Packers and Lombardi, and and because he played with that Bart Starr um, mentality, right? Mentality, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm telling you, there there isn't any quarterback in the league that's like that. You know, he comes from the Bradshaw, uh, Terry Bradshaw era, where you know you get the job done, and you know, and here's what hurts the most for me as a fan, not to mention a. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully a, a connoisseur of sports in a good way. You know, I coached kids for a long time, varsity basketball, and the thing I always drove me crazy was is how disappointing it was as each level you go up, how much gets lost about the game. And here on Sundays, no matter what was going on, when you got to watch Brett Favre play you were guaranteed 48 or excuse me 60 minutes of the way the game should be played and if he was hurt or if he was uh, something was happening in his family it didn't matter he delivered for not only his team but for that community and for them to do what they're doing today you know, it, it's a sad day in, in, in sports, and it's a sad day in professional well, football. Let me
0: you, let me ask you a question here. Um, what, how do you think the fans in Green Bay feel right now? I mean, overall, gen, and, and in generalization statement, what, what do you think they're thinking?
3: I think they just watched um, their, well, for, from a purist standpoint, I mean, and, and, and there's probably no, no more uh, educated fan in football than, than Green Bay. Um they just are well, no, I take that back. You know, Ohio's got some tremendously educated Thank you very people. much. <laughs> well, I mean Ohio, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati people forget Paul Brown and all that. But the thing is about they just they just watch their chance to go to a Super Bowl go right so, down a toilet. Go down the toilet. And they watch and, and, and they're and they're watching here's what's sad about it. Even through the, before Holmgren, the Dan Devine year, and and, and even when the Packers were losing, they were still the Green Bay Packers. And they lined it up, and they they believed in the Lombardi uh, theology, and they they, they just stuck with it. And today, you've seen it uh, completely change. You are looking at a man who's, uh, look at this, Ted Thompson's bad news. He was bad news in Seattle. And now he, he came here, he took Aaron Rodgers' first round in the draft uh, three years ago. Was it, that was a stupid choice to begin with.
2: Hey, but I'm going to have to go- cut you off there. Uh, sorry about that, Mitchell, but when you hear music, that means we've got to take a break. We've got to pay a few bills. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. Man. we got Mitchell John joining us. We'll be right back after this yes. message. want to be as sweet as the spirits of those who
0: laugh. But I'm talking Now, fans it. now have a voice to speak their mind.
5: No holds barred. I think just think that the coach go. made a mistake. i crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> NFL, MLB, MLB, NBA, NHL, NHL. Speak, up, speak up or forever hold
5: your
3: mouth. We ain't playing around
5: here. Voice America Sports.
4: if you love sports and like food or like sports and love food or are anywhere in between sports bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break broadcasting thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the west coast it's sports bites with chef die a delicious enlightening and entertaining mix of sports food and celebrity athletes yummy don't miss sports bites with chef die thursdays at noon on the voice america sports channel
3: There's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
0: From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And I think it's Fan Man, but I think Fan Man's line was dropped, and he'll be right back with us. Uh, this is the second half of our show. A uh, halftime, halftime. Uh, we're going to have Eric Butts on from Butts and Butts Fantasy Sports, which will be here on the Voice America Network starting August twenty-first. I believe Fan Man is back. I'm back. I, think I got Mitchell cut is Okay, well you're back now, I'm man. Back. I think Mitchell's still with us. You're still yep. there, Mitchell.
3: I'm still
2: here. Mitchell's still there. So we're going to welcome Eric Butts in on the conversation, too, because that's what we do here. We have conversations with players. I'm the player, and you guys are the guys that just love the game, and we certainly appreciate you. Hey, hey, hey Eric, you
0: there? Say, uh, one thing I going to say to Mitchell. Hey, hey, Mitchell, think about this. Thompson walking into a restaurant, into a bar, eating with chicken wings like a, like a sports bar in Green Bay. What's going to happen to him? <laughs> well, uh, I think he get a lot of chicken bones thrown at him
3: yeah you know uh Teton you know its it's but it, it's where sports is going and unfortunately you know um the thing that I'll, I'll leave it just like this because it's our kids our youth uh, learn nothing today about um character uh this guy spent a career uh showing how it's supposed to be done, and um basically we've just uh showed what that reward is and um
2: Hey Mitchell, Mitchell.
3: A, it's a, it's kind of a sad deal for for for, uh, for for you.
2: Well, let me just say this, Mitchell. I and, and I got I got I got to be the one who kind of brings up things. Brett did have some problems off the field, and I think Green Bay, the management, took pretty good care of him, and they supported him for a long time. But I got to say this, guys. I think we're forgetting. But Mitchell, you said it earlier. This is a business. I mean, you take some of the greatest baseball players, basketball players, football players that ever played the game. Joe Montana is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game. There was no way he was supposed to ever have any uniform on other than the San Francisco Forty ers Ah, that didn't happen. You know, you think about many other great players, and that's the ugly side of sports. Well, you know, what, you, want you want to
0: put something in there. Look at Reggie White from the Eagles to the Packers. Yeah, every, it, it, it happened. Oh, that
2: hurt. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that really hurt the Philadelphia people. But, listen, let's, let's have a fantasy here a little bit. How about I let Eric come in and, and talk to us a little bit about fantasy football? I think we're going to be talking a little bit about some quarterbacks of all things. Hey, Eric, we you are, there?
1: We are covering the quarterbacks today, guys. So <laughs> all, Before I do that, I want to say, Mitchell, I've got your back 100%. I've been saying since the beginning that the Green Bay organization did not do the right thing by who. I understand it's a business, but to me, when it's a business, you've got to rely on the people that made you who you are. And Brett Favre kept the Green Bay Packers being the Green Bay Packers for the last 15-plus years, so I'm with you.
2: Well, let me just say this, Eric. I think the only reason why everybody is advocating for Brett, and I've been an advocate for Brett from the very beginning, because, again, I want the best football player on the field. If he was old and done okay, well, Brett, we'd like for you to hang it up, but Brett Farb can still play football. And that's the he number was. one reason why I forget. I, I don't care about, okay, well, next year, in the future. No, the future is now. You're promoting the game. The now. The he now would, is Brett Favre is your best the second player.
1: the best quarterback in football last year. So how do you argue that he shouldn't be back doing it again if he feels that he can do it, So.
2: And he, he not only feels that he can—he can—he can demonstrate that, but I'm not sure he's going to get a chance. So, tell us a little bit about this fantasy stuff with the quarterbacks. Go ahead, everybody. We can kind of join in on this. Go ahead, tell us. Start All right, we're going to talk a
1: quarterback fantasy. Uh, I believe that there's really only 25 quarterbacks that you need to review. Most leagues are 12 team leagues, and you only pick two quarterbacks. So, I'm really covering just the top 25 quarterbacks that are going to be available.
2: I'm and, and of course, I guess I guess we all know who your number one quarterback is, right?
1: Go ahead. You're going to be surprised by at least one of the people in my top three. So, yes, you're, who would you guess my number one to be, Ray?
2: Well, I would just say that, uh, you know, just based upon the numbers and, and who he's got out there, you know, trying to catch the ball, it's got to be Tom Brady.
1: It's got to be Tom Brady. He's never been the number one fantasy quarterback up until last year, even when he won the Super Bowl. He was looked at as a guy you got... After the, the top seed guys were gone, right. but yeah, I do have Tom Brady just because of the guys he's throwing to and the offense he's in as the number one quarterback. Here's, Here's where you. I'm going to surprise you, Ray. Number two, although it hurts me to do it, Ray, you know it does. <laughs> I got to put Tony Romo as the number two fantasy football quarterback.
2: Wow, now, what
1: I'm do you not think about he's the number two quarterback? Because if, if, if once you get to the playoffs, he's a choker which I love as an Eagles fan. Hey, hey, Mitchell. In in the regular season, he is just the stud throwing to the number one, one of the number one receivers in the league and one of the number one tight ends in the league.
2: Mitchell, what do you think about that? Mitchell, you got an opinion about that?
3: Well, um, you know, I I think uh, Tony Romo is uh, going to be, um, unfortunately, one of those uh, guys that makes Dallas great again for a while, but um, uh, doesn't mean I have to like him. I don't like him either. I don't like him. But I, but I, like I, w- I would ministry. agree with uh, um, uh, that he would be in that top top echelon. Um, I think that um, um, I think you're right. I, I, I'm not sure I would put him in front of Peyton Manning, though.
1: He, he, the only reason I'm putting him in front of Manning, which I do have, is my third quarterback. Uh, just with, without having the same, who knows if he has the same Marvin Harrison he's had in the past. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if Reggie Wayne really proved that he can be the go-to guy without having Marvin on the other side of him. That's the only reason I am dropping Manning from my number two quarterback to my number three
2: quarterback. Well, I don't know. I, I think I like I, I, th- I like Dallas Clark that he has there to throw the ball to, and I also like Anthony Gonzalez. So uh, I, I don't know. I think Peyton's still going to be pretty hot.
1: You might be right. And Clark is who I consider, when we get to tight ends later, uh, I do consider Dallas Clark to be one of the upper echelon tight ends. But I, still, I know he's Peyton Manning. I know he's proven it year after year. But there's always that year where a great quarterback has a bad year, and unfortunately I think this is going to be Peyton Manning's uh, not-so-great year, which would still be great for most quarterbacks, just not for Peyton Well, Manning. what about Hollywood, Matt?
2: Hey, man, man, we're would, not at the bottom of the list yet. Believe
1: you know <laughs> it or not, I, I have Matt Leiner as being the best steal in in the draft for really? quarterbacks.
2: Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. You know why he'll be the best steal is because if you look at the receivers that he has, sure. he, he, you know, he's probably got the best chance because of the receivers that he has. The only question I have yeah, and I don't want to go back to Brett Favre, but, man, that would be an ideal situation. That's the same thing they have up there in Green Bay. you got a great quarterback, you know. Let the yeah, young you know kid what? start I don't if it doesn't Favre, work for him in.
1: I don't think Favre looks at the Cardinals as a team that could take him to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, he no, he should.
2: wouldn't come here. No, no, no. no, 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 no we already no, got no, our no, guy. would no, be
1: a good fit for you guys, but I don't think he would want to do it. Well, we I don't think it would be. The like we already
0: have a Super Bowl quarterback. We have uh, um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner.
1: Well, listen, here, here's what I'm saying about Matt Leinert. He's either really going to surprise people or be on IR by week five. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying which one it's going to be, but if you have one of those uh, upper echelon but older quarterbacks as your starting quarterback, I don't think it would be bad to have a guy like Matt Leinert as your backup.
0: Hey, hey, Mitchell, how do you feel about Matt Leinert?
2: I think we might have lost I think Mitchell. we might have lost Mitchell. Okay, well, let's keep going. Go ahead. Uh, who's your next right. one there?
1: So, so after, after Peyton Manning, uh, I am going with Ben Roethlisberger as my number four quarterback.
2: Oh, big a ben. lot of
1: people like Drew Brees there in that fourth position. I am not high on Drew Brees this year. Yes, he got shocky. Yes, he had a down season last year. Uh, I still put him back a little bit further in the race than number four, and I go Ben Roethlisberger as the number four quarterback.
2: Now, let if, me ask you something. In your league, is this what you're picking in terms of a quarterback that you keep throughout the year, or is this this isn't the suicide thing, right?
1: Oh, and no. Now we're talking about when you keep a quarterback for the entire year. Yeah,
2: the suicide because... suicide
1: pool is totally different. That you've got to <laughs> go week by week. Who's the best matchup? Who do you go with just this one week? Because that's all you have them for.
2: Right, and so I'll tell you what, a lot of times when you look at Pittsburgh and, and the cold, you know, weather teams, you've got to look at that weather and the fact that, okay, is it going to impact the game? particularly a passing do. game.
1: You do, but last year Roethlisberger passed more than any Steeler quarterback has in probably 20 years. Uh, and he also, he also threw a lot of red zone touchdowns. Now I know this year uh, they've got Mendenhall, who they think is going to be able to get in the end zone more, but I still think you're going to see uh, a lot of Heath Miller-type passes and, and Heinz Ward when you're down within the 10-yard the line. So I think for the, for the fact that you're not going to see a lot of rushing touchdowns, I think he still he still makes for a very formidable fantasy quarterback.
2: Yeah, you know I think that has a lot to do with the the coach's mentality. Bill Bill Carr was you know the old Woody Hayes style quarterback. Sure. You know, three yards in the cloud of dust. You know, really wanted to establish the run and wanted to beat you up. I agree. Okay, it's let's let's move it's forward. What do you got next? Who's in next?
1: now? So, all right. So after. Here, here's where you're going to say I'm a homer, but I'm telling you, I'm really <laughs> believing what I'm saying here. I have the fifth quarterback that I would take.
2: Let Donovan, that fan man answer that one. Who is the fan man?
1: Who, who's that? Who, who again?
2: His fifth quarterback. The fifth
1: quarterback.
0: And he sounded
2: of, like a homer.
1: Donovan McNabb. That would be correct. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I a psychic. I saw him in camp, you know, right up close. He was not only 100%. He was very sharp with his passes. And you know what? He was having a good time. And when McNabb's out there and he's having a good time enjoying what he's doing, man, he is unstoppable.
2: Hey, how's the young receiver looking?
1: Uh, you know what, Jason Avant, uh, Jason Avant was the, the young receiver who I thought was impressive. The Sean Jackson, uh, I think he's going to be huge in, in the uh, punt return game for the Eagles this year. I think he's going to be on the field. Uh, I had Dave Spadaro on my show Sunday night, and he agreed with what I think. You're going to see him about 15 snaps per game, and you're just going to see him doing a lot of fly patterns just to keep the defense honest. I don't think you're going to see Deshaun Jackson as a big part of the receiving game this year. I think he might see a couple of bombs, but he's not someone as a receiver that I would look at taking in fantasy football. Oh, there and you go, because one thing, about,
2: one thing about Donovan, if, if Donovan's got somebody running a nine route and he can get that ball to him, he, he's going to throw it deep. Donovan is not afraid to, to launch a bomb at any time.
1: And don't be surprised when you see Deshaun Jackson go for 70 yards, maybe two or three times this year. I just don't think you're going to see much else from him this year. So, okay. so who do
0: you see as the sixth quarterback?
1: As the sixth quarterback, that's where I'm going with Drew Brees. I do think he is a good quarterback. I do think he's got uh, some good receivers and guys like Marquise Colston, and I think bringing Shockey too. Uh, New Orleans is going to make a big difference. He likes having that guy that he can just dump to. He had Gates when he was out in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Shockey is a very good fit. Let me answer
0: this question. What about Miami? They put uh, Josh McCallan in as a starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I think they're just kind of chalking it up, realizing that it's going to be a rebuilding year for them. Uh, They're really hoping that Chad Henney out of Michigan can be their quarterback towards the end of this year, going into next year. So I think this year, honestly... They're going at it, trying to build their defense, knowing that their quarterback is going to be someone who's not starting the year out. So I, I say, if you really need someone and it's a, a, a league where you have to pick two quarterbacks or more than two quarterbacks, look at Miami's quarterbacks. Besides that, just pretend they don't exist.
2: Well, hey, let me say this about Let me say this about Chad hitting Chad hitting has thrown the ball over the course of the year, his years there at Michigan, to about three or four guys that, that, are, that are playing pro football and doing a pretty decent job. It would not surprise me if Chad Henning appeared at some point in time to look a lot like Tom Brady. Just remember I said that because I I think he could possibly have that kind of potential.
1: Hey, they came from the same school. Although Brady was a backup and Henny was the guy, but uh, I like Chad Henny. I just don't think that he's got what it takes to come in as a rookie and make a big impact on a team like Miami. But you know what?
0: When you talk about these rookies and, and coming in, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that it's like on-the-job training. Uh, even in the Brett Favre case, and I hate to bring that up again, but oh you know, uh, you, yeah, you, you did, fam, right man. We to, got music you just learn from the from the professional, from the ultimate uh, the ultimate you know quarterback in the game today.
1: Uh, Hey, man, and I watched Favre when he came into the league on on Atlanta. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't someone that you looked at and said, this guy is going to be a legend one
2: day. Hey, guys, we got music there. That means we got to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And, man, we'll be right back. Juice and gin in the city we bled amongst the hustle, titties and scam, fifty and realms. Y'all know the sweet wells and trucks, this detail, heartless females that wanna ride in them. Soft.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America sports.
5: Make up a job, he'll get you a night to your head.
4: JackLalane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how, three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network.
2: Hey, guys, we're back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And now, uh, fan man, you know that I'm the kind of guy that I want a football player on my team, a true football player on my team. And I always told you, listen, I just have a problem uh, with a guy on my team, particularly somebody on defense, that in training camp he never gets into a fight, that somebody doesn't at least step on his toes, and it kind of pisses him off or something of that nature. But, you know, you got Steve Smith, who, who down there in Carolina gets into a fight. He happens to break a guy's nose. He gets suspended for two games. It cost him $200,000. Is that too much of a punishment? After you say something about that, fan man, then I, I want Mitchell, who I think is back, to comment on that and and then well, also, you, know, you
0: know, my, my feeling is that you shouldn't be doing that to your teammates in training camp but you should be working as a team together and what is he trying to prove what i mean what, what what's smith trying to do so that's good i'm glad he's sitting out two games and i'm glad he got fined
2: for two hundred thousand dollars hey you still there willis mitchell uh, okay, I guess, Mitch. Hey, Eric, you still there with us?
1: I think I'm here.
2: Okay, Eric, you're here, man. Okay, you, you've been to a few training camps. You've seen the guys out there battling in the heat, you know, the blood, the sweat, sure. the tears. Yeah, but he
0: punched the guy in the face, man. Yeah, they, okay, fair man. You've had
2: your say. Now, let Eric answer this. Eric, what do you think? Do you think it was too much? It was too harsh? Uh, or I or you see it, it happen was all the time?
1: Way too harsh. I think it was way too harsh. You know better than me, but in the heat of the battle. That's something that just happened. So yeah, and that's I, I what, you know, and punch in the eye. It wasn't like he got on top of him like Latrell Sprewell and tried to choke him out or something like hey, that. Re- hey,
0: remember those days when he co- Spreewell tried to uh, choke the coach on National sure TV? Do. That was <laughs> hilarious. So I was
1: like 50 of his rookie cards when that happened. That was so, funny. You know.
2: Hey, hey, Mitchell, I think you're back on with us now. Mitchell, you, did, you, did you hear about the fight, Steve Smith getting into a fight with What, what do you think about yeah.
3: that? Well, again, um, uh Going back to the youth example, um, uh, what can you say? I mean, these guys are out of, out of control, and they're—I um, uh, don't feel sorry for him. And um, uh, you know, a guy makes millions of dollars, and um, it's just like the guy in the dugout last night uh, in the baseball game um, with the—I think it was the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, um, I saw that Mitchell. And they, yeah, they were fighting in the dugout. Yeah, I, I just think uh, you know long as this fan is going to put up with it and allow it, then, um, uh, it's going to always continue. And, you know, I, in football, you're always going to have, um, these kinds of things. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm sure Trey, when you were in football, you had a few, uh, but it used to be where what happened on the field stayed on the field. And I think these guys just, uh, they're out of control. And, um, it's unfortunate because, um, America is such a great sports country. I mean, we just live for our sport, and now we're paying a lot of guys a lot of money that just seems to be ruining it. From the Roger Clemens to the to the to the just just across the board, you know they. Have... Well,
0: you know what? I have one thing to say. We're, and we're getting short on time. I just want to bring this up. the The Olympics coming up uh, on the eighth. I mean, do you think a lot of people in the U.S. are going to be watching the Olympics?
2: Of course we are. We're Americans. Well, we know, always I'm watch the Olympics. Out
0: to the team, I mean. You know. Well, you think a lot of. Uh, and I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the general public. Do you think you're yes. going to be watching
2: it? Huh? It's the it's the Olympics, fan, Man, we always watch the Olympics, well, and no, now you're going to get. Was
0: watching the Olympics. I won't be able to see the Olympics because of all the smog.
2: No, you're. Well, <laughs> You're going to get more coverage than you've ever had in any Olympics coverage. But let me just say this, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was my closing topic that we we're going to talk about, the Olympics. Yeah. And this is supposed to be America. This is, you know, the home of the free and, you know, the land of the brave. And we can say what we want to say. We can do what we want to say. There's so many times we've gone to the defense of other countries and trying to help people. There was an opportunity here for our athletes to step up about human rights in this Olympics, and and, and and early on they were asked questions and guys had opinions. It seems now there's been a company line that they're just there to play the game and not worry about anything, let the politics take care of that. But I'm sorry, sports is all about politics. Many of the greatest athletes that ever existed on this planet coming from America stood up for human rights for everybody across the country. For these guys and across the world, for these guys to go over there and feel as if they can't stand up and say what's happening to those people over there is wrong is a crying shame. I don't care how much money you make, the hell with the money you make. Guess what? The people buy your shoes, not the manufacturer. He only makes them and makes money off of you. you Those people buy those shoes. We should stand up. Every one of our athletes should stand up and make a stand. 40 years ago, the athletes did it. Dr. King died 40 years ago. Dr. I mean, I mean, uh, Kennedy died. These guys should step up for human rights. I right. think that's you know, wrong. You know what
0: they're doing Go on a softer note here before I get off the air? They're actually um, doing tests to see if you're a male or a female, and they're doing a the test with a TV remote.
2: Oh, man, that's irrelevant to me right now. I want to talk about <laughs> you guys tell me what you Let think about <laughs> the athletes of today. We have stood up. People have died for these people to be in a position. Now it's their chance, and they're too afraid to step up and say, I want that person to have the same basic human rights that I have. And you see this company line across the board. And I just think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting.
3: It's a different world, right? If we can get the professionals back out, get them out of the Olympics again, and have our young men and women representing our country, then you'll see – uh, an Olympics, again, that matters. I right. It
0: Wasn't it supposed to be the Olympics were supposed to be for amateur athletes that were the well, best in their field, not the professionals? Now,
3: is, Yeah. But, am, you know, I, we, am I am I smoking
0: the right stuff here?
3: Yeah, and we know that, 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 that Russia and China and a lot of countries brought their pros, and so what? Um, you give me Coach K and 12 of our finest young men on the basketball floor, and I would take that over this uh show on the road that they've got going right now,
2: and I, I would agree. enjoy
3: that, and I would root for that. Um, that brings back know, a memory, Mitchell, the 1980
0: USA hockey team, if you yeah. recall. you know, we can never have see that memories. again.
2: Hey, but guys, listen, what happened, Mitchell, is we lost. The basketball team lost, so we had to go get our greatest paid professional athletes. After all, we those so athletes, that, the so athletes so that, was that the play here. It's
0: supposed to be the dream team, or whatever they call it. It's supposed to be the best... Amateur athletes in the United States in basketball, not the professionals. But listen, fair man, our professional
2: athletes, guys, listen to this one. Our professional athletes that come from other countries that play pro basketball in the United States of America participate in the Olympics for their country. They're, they're not amateurs, they're professionals. We pay them a lot of money.
3: Right, and I, and I, I, uh, I think it's sad, and I think that um, to go back on what I heard Ray say about uh, country and stuff, I think that We've got one, I mean, we've lost uh, a, a chapter in course, today, but I think that we've got one, I think if we kids should pay attention to one guy, and that's Tiger Woods. I think if we, uh, there's a guy that's still doing it. Uh, he showed the heart of a champion um, at the U.S. Open, and I hope that um, his parents and his mentors, we will get our kids to watch uh, those
2: types hey, yeah. yeah. hey Metro, I'm sorry. I think uh, the show's coming to an end. I'm not sure if you guys can hear that music, but whenever we hear that music, that means that we got to go. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Because I promise I'll be gone for a while. When you'll see me again, I hope that you
1: have been